The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello and welcome to episode four of Two Millennials One Podcast, and I am beyond stoked because right now the original co-host is back with us. I'm back. She's back. Uh, I'm your host, Ethan Gable. I'm joined by my, like I said, original host. Abby Richmond. Abby Richmond, back on the podcast. I've been waiting for this for a while. Got the old team back together. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that uh, while the other two episodes are good, it's just not as good as the first one. Yes. I've also gotten that feedback. If you like this podcast, feel free to subscribe, give us some ratings, check us out. We're available on virtually every major podcasting uh, app. So download and subscribe. Should we explain the hiatus as to why you disappeared for a while? Uh... I feel like that's fair. The audience needs to know. Okay, so uh, we can say now that the reason that Abby had to take a leave of absence, it was because of pretty much the content of episode one. As we stated in the opener, we were recording that during school hours where Abby attends and I work, and uh, that didn't go over so hot. That was a no-go. Indeed it was. So uh, we have relocated. Why have relocated? And uh, I'm chilling at Truman. And I'm chilling in my living room. And we're doing this through technology. We are podcasting long distance. Yay for technology. Absolutely. So instead of getting into a crazy serious episode, as this is Abby's first time back since the original, uh, we decided that we wanted to have a fun episode today. So in the theme of this podcast, we will be discussing how millennials kill everything. (laughs) Do you feel like you murder things, Abby? Like, in society, does your existence as being a millennial, do you just destroy things? I'm an absolute murderer. Just kidding. I don't feel like that's something that I consciously am aware that I am doing. Yeah, supposedly it's just our existence that does this. Uh, So what I did is I got on the internet because I knew if I typed in millennials and killing that there would be plenty of results to be had, and there were. And I got an article, and instead of going the BuzzFeed route, which is typically where you get crap like this, I went with the business insider route. So this is from a business standpoint of things we are actually, as a generation, destroying. All right. So we're going to cycle through some topics here, and uh, we'll see if we are personally contributing to it slash what we think about the phenomenon. Number one, as we discussed previously, and this was the very first one on the list, is Applebee's. See, now I don't get this one because I've been to Applebee's. And, I mean, it's tasty. It's got those cheap deals, which millennials love. So I don't see why we're killing it. But maybe I'm the only one that goes. I, within the last three weeks, have been to Applebee's. Oh, my gosh. So it's been recent. It has been recent. Now, granted, I don't go there all the time. That's usually not my number one pick for a restaurant. But I honestly saw a commercial, and it was like, hey, come to Applebee's for all-you-can-eat ribs and chicken for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, like, what a deal. That is a deal. So I was like, yes. I'm going to go to Applebee's, and I did. And I ate literally, oh, what was it, like 12 chicken strips and uh, two racks of ribs, and I wanted to die. But I got my money's worth. That's quite a lot of food. Yeah, my go-to is like three appetizers for like a meal instead of an actual meal. Ah, I see people do that from time to time. I never engage in that, but that gives you some variety at least. I can get on board with that in theory. Exactly. So I don't necessarily think we're killing Applebee's. You and I at least are supporting Applebee's as part of the millennial generation. Granted, I don't eat there every day. That could probably support them better, but I fundamentally am not opposed to Applebee's and I would probably eat there again. Maybe just because we don't have one here, we can't really 
say for sure. Okay, so hypothetically, let's say our town did get an Applebee's. Would you eat there more often? I would go more often than I go to like Ruby Tuesdays. That's fair. So you would rank Applebee's above Ruby Tuesday? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, I kind of agree. I think Ruby Tuesdays, which we're also killing, that's in the like fast casual type of restaurant that we're murdering. Oh, no. I would agree their quality of experience has decreased recently. What else is on the list? Oh, just you wait. The, the next one is uh, starter homes. The theory slash the economics show that our generation, instead of purchasing homes, like when you get out of college, we are renting and we rent for a long time. Because like we don't have money right off the bat because we're in insane debt. I guess not we because, you know, I haven't I haven't experienced that yet. But people are in debt, so there's no money that they can be buying homes with. So rent while you have a monthly income. No, that's exactly it. And that goes back to the, the last podcast about just how crippling college debt is. Yeah, it's impossible to buy a home if you have a lot of money or slash no money because of debt. So yeah, that's exactly it. So that I don't think is the millennials fault at all. That's not our fault that we're not buying homes. I'm sure our generation would love to have a home to buy opposed to renting. I don't know. Some people like to move around a lot and renting provides that freedom. 100%. That is one of the few legitimate reasons why renting is better than owning a home. If you own a home, going through the rigmarole of like trying to sell it if you want to move is a pain. And renting, like you said, gives you flexibility. Yeah. Also, alternative living. So like community styles and communes and tiny houses, those are on the rise. People didn't used to do all of that. True. I can get on board with the tiny house. Too, for sure. I'm a minimalist by nature. I just don't have a lot of stuff. I could cram myself into a tiny home. I don't think it would be as enjoyable. Like I do like to stretch out and the fact that at my house I can do that. That's cool. Uh, but the concept I can get on board with. We could definitely reduce the space we take up as humans. I think maybe it could be like your summer home. Like instead of having one at maybe like a lake house, you just have a, a tiny house. That's a great idea. Yeah. Find some other location that you like. Set up a tiny house and there you go. Yeah. Wow, I would enjoy that. Since you mentioned it, let's hear your thoughts on communes. Let's hear Hippie Abby talk about a commune. Okay, so I actually watched a, a BuzzFeed video on it the other day where these two people, their whole series is like living in different house housing styles. And I feel like it would be super uncomfortable because it's just, it's just like going to camp, basically, except you're adults and you change in front of both male and female people and you like only have this one closet and... I don't know. I feel like there's just a gigantic lack of privacy that I would not enjoy. Yeah, I agree. If you're truly going to give up on worldly possessions and go live in a commune, privacy and those type of things probably aren't your main concern, but I I wouldn't opt for that. And like you have to always be around people. Like there's no, I struggle a lot. Like when I get overwhelmed with being around too many people, I just need some me time, you know, and you don't get that in a commune. You don't have me time. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, I suppose they would make the argument of like, oh, well, you can just go behind that tree there and be alone. But I I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like it uh, alone time is beneficial and being constantly around someone and dependent on your group of people that would get tiring quick. Couldn't you picture me with like dreadlocks and my Birkenstocks just enjoying life in a commune? Honestly, when you first said commune, my first thought was your preferred footwear. Honest to goodness. Yes. <laughs> you, if you wanted to be a hippie, it would not be that much of a transition. 
And I say that with <laughs> as much respect as is necessary there. Life is good. Absolutely. That reminds me, and I kind of, if we can keep this thing going, I would kind of like to do an episode on this, but we have a real live commune, like a serious commune. Oh, probably like 20 miles uh, northeast of here. I'm, are you aware of this? No way. Yeah. it's. I get it wrong every time. It's either jumping or dancing rabbit. And it's like an eco village that's up by Rutledge, if you know where that's at. Yeah. What? It's interesting. They are like full bore, give up possession type of thing. Like, let's build our houses out of mud and live off the earth group. Oh my gosh. It's rather entertaining. And I think it'd be cool to like interview somebody that lives there or like go tour it or something. I would totally want to experience that just for like a say I've done it. Oh, no doubt. And it's uh, it, it's not even like local, like... I don't know if you've seen Rutledge, but Rutledge people aren't the kind of people that are like going to go live in an eco village. These are like people from California and like people all over the place that like know about this and come and like sell their homes and go live in the, the dirt, essentially. All right. You ready for the next thing on the list? I'm ready. This one's just weird. Apparently, millennials, uh, you and I and all our cohorts included, are killing the napkin industry. <laughs> Yeah, and here was the the reasoning behind this. This is what Business Insider was telling me. Apparently, millennials, and I agree with this 100%, I honestly don't think I've ever purchased napkins, but apparently millennials find paper towels to be more user-friendly and more versatile for our needs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, you can have a roll of paper towels in your kitchen and clean up spills or dry things or dry your hands. Agreed. And if you're like really feeling a napkin, I do this all the time. I pull off one and either like quarter fold it or fold it in half and boom, there's the equivalent of a napkin. I do the same. But I, I don't know. I mean, I use napkins when I'm out places. It's not like I boycott napkins. Yeah, we aren't fundamentally opposed to the concept of a napkin, but I, I agree that if the rest of the generation is like what we just described there, yeah, napkin sales are probably down. Yeah, because, like, what other uses are there for the napkin? Like, cleaning your mouth and then blowing your nose, and that's about it. True, and I don't know if I would opt to blow my nose into a napkin. I mean, if you're at the table and you just have this overwhelming urge to blow your nose, that's what's there. Do you not excuse yourself from the table for that activity? No. Okay, respect. But granted, I don't, I don't really eat dinner at my table. Honestly, that probably translates into something else that we've killed. I don't think it was us necessarily, but the concept of eating dinner around a table with your family. <laughs> is that all dead in your family? We, So we're always on the go because my sister doesn't live at home anymore, but she sometimes comes over for dinner. And Ian and I are both never at home at the same time. And so we just kind of eat dinner whenever. And uh, if we are over all together, we're probably downstairs watching like an episode of TV that's important to all of us instead of like at the table. So you still have family time, just not around the dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. I came from a, a weirdly traditionalist family and we literally had dinner around the table, all five of us every single night, which even at that point was weird. That forced family time. None of my friends had that. And they're all like, you have to go home for dinner at five. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what a nerd. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's another one that I was intrigued by because I have definitely consumed less of this product as I have like matured. I was going to say, is it because you're getting older or is it because things are changing? I think it's because things are changing uh, from a health aspect. Apparently, millennials are killing the cereal industry. Oh, no. Disagree. I love cereal. Oh, don't get me wrong. Cereal is delightful, but I think everyone is realizing that cereal is like a dessert. 
okay, it has a lot of sugar, but I wouldn't ever sit down and be like, oh, you know what? I'm really in the mood for sweets. Let's have a bowl of Lucky Charms. That's exactly what goes on in my household, though. No. Yep. It's like I, I want to have something small to eat, and I don't want to have, like, pancakes, but I also don't want to go the entirely healthy route of my overnight oats, and so I'll have, like, I'll pour a, a to-go coffee cup full of cereal and grab some milk and a plastic spoon, and that's my breakfast on the go. But for the health-conscious millennial, they would never do that. I guess. Well, what about, like, Cheerios? Do those have a lot of sugar? Yeah, it's all that processed, refined grain. It's really not good for you. But at the same time, I love cereal. Like, I'm the guy that buys upwards of 20 boxes of Count Chocula in October. That way it lasts me through the year. Like, I love cereal. But I eat it as a dessert. I never eat it for breakfast. Hmm. I would probably say I only eat two bowls of cereal a month. Well, that's probably part of the reason we're killing it. If that's your cereal consumption... I mean, people used to eat cereal every morning, every day, you know? Yeah, that used to be the thing. I think we're also more on the go. That could be. Yeah, if you're not sitting down eating breakfast every day, cereal's kind of the hard thing to consume. Like you said, you put in a coffee cup. Yeah, that's not a cereal bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Like, yogurt cups and, like, my oats come in mason jars, and those are all things that are travel-ready. Your end of this generation definitely is more busy. Everyone's eating in class, eating their breakfast oh, yeah. second hour. Because, like, I don't have time to eat breakfast before I go to school because I'm already in a hurry. So I don't end up eating breakfast until second hour, and then my lunch is after third hour. And so it just results in me being hungry all day. Yeah. Makes sense. Life is rough. And through that rough life, we are killing the cereal industry. We're cereal killers. (laughs) Mad props, Abby. Mad props. (laughs) Okay, here are some other things. Golf, the sport. I've never been on a golf field besides to watch fireworks. And it shows right there, since you called (laughs) the place where they play golf a field, that you definitely are not a golfer. (laughs) Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So you were on a golf course to watch fireworks, but never to play the sport. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. The only time I'm on a golf course is for a cross-country meet. I've never played once in my life. I feel like it's an uppity sport for the high class. No, I agree. It has that uh, reputation. Because, I mean, how many millennials go to country clubs? That's fair. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is probably all linked. The fact that our generation is economically repressed due to debt, we can't either get a membership to a country club slash have the free time to enjoy a relaxing game of golf. I bet this is all tied together. Exactly. Yeah. So is this really our fault? Is any of this our fault? All right, this one's interesting. And I've, I've heard this many times that uh, motorcycle companies are in bad shape because the typical person that buys a motorcycle already has one. And our generation has not taken to that mode of transportation. <laughs> we drive mopeds instead of motorcycles. Some of us do. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know. I think bicycles are easier modes of transportation because they don't require gas. So you don't have to pay for it. And, like, it has to be the right weather for motorcycles, so they're not an all-terrain vehicle. Yeah, they're definitely not an all-terrain vehicle. They're not an all-weather vehicle. They pollute. Not that other vehicles don't, but you're right. A bicycle is uh, definitely a more environmentally friendly choice. Do you ever have, like, a a pang as a high school senior of, like, getting a a Harley and, like, rolling up to school and looking all B.A.? No. (laughs) 
No. Yeah, I didn't figure. I think that stretches across our generation, not just because you're a high school senior. I think a lot of people don't find them very interesting or cool. I think a few students in high school have mopeds, and those are like kind of seen as novelty niche modes of transportation. And so I think that's what interests people. But I think motorcycles are just so dangerous and expensive and a number of other things that all of us are just like, I don't see all of the point of it. That's fair. The only time I ever have wanted a motorcycle is after I watched the entirety of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that show, but I watched that and I want to grow my beard back out and put on like some leather chaps and just go ride a motorcycle. This one I don't truly get, but maybe you have some insight. Apparently we are killing the light yogurt industry. Light yogurt? As in like vanilla? Light, as in healthy yogurt. Oh, light with an L. I was so confused. It's like, isn't all yogurt light? Light with an L. Yes, not like white yogurt. Because we have Greek yogurt, which is healthy. Correct. And that explains it. Obviously, the battle against fat being in food has ended. Uh, it turned out that was a lobby by the sugar industry to like demonize fat. And it turns out like, oh no, fat's actually okay for you. And it's sugar that's killing everybody. Yeah. So I think that's our response to those findings is uh, we will eat the full fat Greek yogurt and uh, you can keep your or Splenda sweetened Yoplait. Because we need protein. We do. We definitely do. I don't think I've ever eaten light yogurt. I definitely have. Uh, it's not as good. Mm, hard pass. Deal. All right. This one I a thousand percent back up and because I, I find this absolutely filthy. Millennials are killing the bar soap industry. Oh, I hate bar soap. Isn't that gross? Not even that it's gross. It's just like, it's difficult to use and keep your sink clean or your shower clean. You know what I mean? I agree. It's a scummy thing. And that's why I think it's gross. I mean, you're literally taking this bar of like, I mean, soap's made out of animal fat and you're rubbing it on yourself or rubbing it on a towel. Like it's not a user-friendly soap experience and ugh, it's kind of gross. And like you have to have, you have to buy its own little container if you want to take it anywhere. <laughs> Nothing strikes me as more weird as being like, oh, I need to bring my bar of soap with me. But you're right. <laughs> it, it does need a container. When I was in elementary school, I went to camp, summer camp, and I had a soap container for my soap. Yeah, me too. I had a soap container and I would rub it on a loofah because it's so hard to hold on to. Sure. It's just not a fun, it's not a fun time. I like it as a face soap though. Yeah, I could see if it were solely for that application, but the advent and proliferation of body wash was the best thing that ever happened to bathing, I guess. <laughs> While you're here, what's the deal with uh, dry shampoo? Oh my gosh, I live around dry shampoo. Okay, explain this to me. I hear girls talk about it all the time. Like I've seen my significant other purchase it, but I, I don't understand. Okay, so basically it's just to get all the oil out of your hair when you don't have time for a shower or when you need a little freshening up in the day. So like after you get done working out or something and you need to be somewhere else and you don't have a shower handy, you just spray your hair with dry shampoo and you're ready to start your day. It's so handy. And maybe you need a little volume in your hair and you can just spray dry shampoo instead of hairspray. And instead of it being like crunchy and hard, it's just nice and dry and volumized. And it smells really nice. Okay. That was a decent explanation. I kind of get it now. It's like a shower in a can for your hair. Oh, that sounds convenient. Super convenient. It's futuristic. That's what it is. Okay. So... Here's one that I am glad that we're killing. Very, very glad we're killing. Uh, apparently, millennials are killing the diamond industry. I think. 
I don't know. I think we, that's another thing we just can't afford. Why are you glad we're killing the diamond industry? Do you know the deal with diamonds? Oh, yeah, where they're like, everyone lets you believe that they're super rare and everything, but that's a giant lie. Yeah, the fact that some company was like, hey, this is the girl's best friend and she needs the biggest diamond to express your love, blah, blah, blah. We bought into that as a society and now diamonds are like thousands and thousands of dollars for a shiny rock. And they monopolize it too. Oh, no doubt. And there's like questionable ethics is how they like obtain these things. I still think they're pretty and like I feel like I'm probably still conditioned into the fact that like it's a term of endearment even though there's tons of other ways to show your affection to someone. Still a nice gift. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, thanks for the diamond. I hate you. This is terrible. I would be impressed with the diamond. So would you be disappointed if your future fiance was like, here, dear, here is a ruby or here is an opal that I'm proposing to you with or... Uh, the route I'm going to go if I ever head down that path will be a synthetic diamond. Your cubic zirconium? No, 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 no. We've come a long <laughs> way since that. Uh, but if that happened to you, would that be disappointing? Do you need the real deal? I actually love opals with all my whole heart, especially if I was a young adult getting proposed to. I'd be like, hey, this man's probably in a time crunch, but loves me dearly and wants to spend the rest of his life with me and so i would focus on the meaning behind it rather than just the ring itself that's reasonable but that's just me i don't know i don't know if other girls hold the same i would say i'm not a very materialistic person when it comes to languages of love deep <laughs> i guess so all right, so this will be our last one, and I'm interested to hear your take on this. And this has been something we've been working on killing for a while. Department stores. I'm talking Sears, Macy's, um, Bergner's, Yonkers, those those stores. I've only ever been in a Macy's out of that whole list. Really? Uh, dead serious. And the only reason I went in was to look for a homecoming dress. So You've never been in a Sears? No, I don't think so. Don't we have one in town? Uh, it went out of business. That wasn't like the department store Sears. That was the uh, like home uh, electronic oh. type of Sears. They have like branches of different types of stores, but that's interesting. So you are like the epitome of killing a department store. You've only been to one Macy's. Have you been, you, you've been to like JCPenney's and those type of stores though, correct? Penny's, yeah. I've been there. Not like voluntarily but because it used to be the only place to shop here in town and so i would have to go get nice clothes from pennies because we couldn't get them anywhere else because like my place to go is like tj maxx and ross's dress for less and stores like that you read my mind uh my answer to that as to why we're killing department stores is exactly tj maxx and marshall's and ross because i mean they're just so cheap and like everything is in one place it's true and it is the stuff from the department stores that they just couldn't sell like it's the same stuff is it a season behind probably but why go pay 90 bucks for a pair of jeans at uh i don't know yonkers when you can go to marshall's and get them for 20 yeah i don't want to spend a whole lot of money on clothes especially as a teenager who's probably going to grow out of them that's that's fair. Still rocks my world that you've you've never been to a Sears or a, uh, a Bergner's or a Yonkers or I'm trying to think of some other ones. That... I've never even heard of Yonkers. I don't even know what that is. Huh. You need to get out more, young one. I don't feel like that's the problem. <laughs> we can like stick to outlet malls. Which are way cooler, no doubt. Are we also killing the outlet mall though by online shopping? Uh, Honestly, yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. We were just in Kansas City at the Legends Outlet Mall and there were a couple stores closing there. Probably because of online shopping. That's a whole nother story, though. Yeah, Wet Seal closed, and that was, like, my favorite place to go ever, and they closed. Yep. Really sad. 
as long as I keep having Express, like as long as I can go to Express and get my clothes, life will be yeah. good. I don't have a I don't have a like place to go anymore because that was my place was Wet Seal. So I have to find a new place to go. Are you very fashion focused to begin with? You seem to wear a lot of like Truman apparel or like <laughs> t-shirts. t-shirts, yeah, which isn't a bad thing. My style is definitely t-shirts and jeans or leggings. Like that's all I usually wear. But like sometimes I guess more in the summer and then in the fall, I have clothes that I really think are nice and cute, but I just don't have the energy to put in the effort to put together nice outfits. Understandable. No shame there. Spoken like a true hippie, by the way. <laughs> it's just a lot of work. And, like, who really cares? Very true. Are you really concerned with what I'm wearing? Or are you concerned about who I am as a person? Very true, very deep, all accurate. I'm glad you got that figured out at a young age, because truly, it doesn't matter. All right, kid. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, it was great having you back. Do you have a song pick of the week for me? Ah! Uh, no. <laughs> I've been recently listening to Praying by Kesha just because it's... Love that song. It's just a, such a deep song. How about mm, Make Out by Julia Nunes? Julia who? Nunes. N-U-N-E-S. Nunes. What kind of jam is that? I don't know how to classify it. All right. My pick of the week is courtesy of you making me get on Spotify to listen to music. Yes. It has sent me down some weird holes in music, which is good for me. It's called Your Cat by a band called Slaughter Beach Comedy. Slaughter Beach Dog. Okay, so you know this. Yeah. Okay, that I, I'm a fan, but that song is weird. But I, I appreciate it, and I think everyone should check it out. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Again, if you like the episodes, please subscribe. Leave us ratings on iTunes. Uh, let's get this podcast out there. Five stars or go home. Ooh, I like that. Five stars or go home. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.